This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show, in which we break down all the latest Arsenal transfer news, keep you guys up to date every single day at 8 a.m. UK time. And uh, it's nice to be in the middle of the European Championships and have news and have a real, real genuine news breaking today, which is fantastic. And it's, it's always appreciative of and I know that they obviously take this into account. To break the news right ahead of our 8am transfer show. So thank you. Much appreciated for that because uh, we can talk about it now. So thank you ever so much to Christoph and to PJ. We're going to go on to that in a little bit. There is a lot of stuff that we need to talk about though today as well. We like to kick off our shows, of course, uh, with our Who to Watch at the Euros. Before we do though, please make sure you drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you are new. We do dedicated breakdowns of all of Arsenal's transfer targets with the help of journalists, experts, etc. on our tactical breakdown shows. We did a show on Nabil Fekir yesterday. We've already done a show on Sambi Lakonga. You can find that as the pinned video on the channel now with the man that broke the story uh, that's come out this morning along with Christoph Torres. But we're going to talk a little bit about that in a bit. Anyway... <clears throat> Let's go on to our Euros to watch. We like to start off our Monday or our morning shows with this. Uh, so without further ado, let's see who we should be looking at today. There's only two games today. Uh, Hungary against Portugal. And for the Hungary-Portugal game, I've gone uh, with a few interesting players. From Portugal, I've won with, uh, won with? I've gone with uh, Ruben Neves and Pedro Goncalves. We know that Pedro Goncalves is an unbelievably impressive talent and certainly someone that I think Arsenal should be paying attention to a lot more than what we've seen necessarily with some of the other attacking players that we've seen us linked to so far. The other player is, of course, Ruben Neves, who we've been linked to by Wolves. And we obviously would like to see, well, a lot of us would like to see, I think some of us, I uh, would like to see him come into the club and replace Granite Xhaka, but there could be another man in the wings seemingly coming for. And the other man from Hungary is Roland Salah. Now, I was, of course, gutted that Dominic Zoboslai was not available for the tournament. Um, but yeah, this guy is pretty good. Eight goals and six assists for Freiburg in the Bundesliga this season uh, for Hungary. So he's one to keep your eye on in today's game. For France, I've gone for Corentin Taliso. Arsenal are looking for central midfielders, and he is someone that maybe Bayern Munich would be willing to let leave this summer. It's a little bit speculative, but you never know. And finally, from Germany, Robin Gosens uh, is the man. Because with um, Tierney's injury yesterday for Scotland, which is the reason why he didn't play, he wasn't able to train, some people have suggested that Arsenal maybe shouldn't be looking at a backup 
left back and should be actually looking at players that would compete with Tierney because of his persistent injury problems. And maybe Robin Gersens is, is someone to look at. But let's crack on with the transfer news of the day, starting with Arsenal's possible outs, as we always do. Joe Willock, again, links uh, with a move away to Newcastle. There's been a persistent threat and supposedly Newcastle are growing ever confident in a deal for the youngster. He's a player that obviously Steve Bruce likes a hell of a lot from his time at Newcastle at the end of last season, absolutely smashed it. And there is a willingness from Arsenal, supposedly, that a deal can be done for the right price. But you're looking for a fee in the region of 20 to £30 million. Those figures, those dreamland figures of over £30 million, which is, to be honest, where I was sitting, I was going, mate, you're going to have to offer £30 million plus for this kid if you want him. Um, but supposedly the figure is is seemingly going to be in the region of 20 to 30, which is a little bit underwhelming. I would have liked to ask them to be a bit more ruthless and gone for the 30 plus, but we will have to wait and see whether the final fee does indeed fall between those two brackets. Let's go on to Eddie Inketia, who according to Fabrizio Romano is linked with a move away from the club. Plenty of clubs interested in Crystal Palace, Watford, but also Bayer Leverkusen in the Bundesliga have registered interest, are interested in taking Eddie Nketiah. Bayer Leverkusen, of course, have made a little bit of a habit recently of looking uh, at the United Kingdom for possible targets. They took Jeremy Frimpong from Celtic. They took Damari Gray um, from Leicester City. And they took uh, they took Fosu Mensah from Manchester United as well. After, um, Of course, unfortunately, he had a horrific... Uh, injury, I believe, at Bayer Leverkusen this season. But they've started to look more at the British market and Nketiah may be Bayer Leverkusen's next option. They, of course, do have Patrick Schick there who scored the amazing goal for the Czech Republic yesterday, if you did catch that. If you haven't, definitely go and watch it because it was a brilliant strike from the Czech striker. Um, but Eddie Nketiah could be competing with Patrick Schick next season should Bayer Leverkusen formalise that interest with any official bid or talks. Let's move on to the possible incomings then, starting off with Manuel Locatelli. The Sassuolo midfielder has been persistently linked with a move to Arsenal over the last week or so. Italian media has reported that Arsenal are very much interested in uh, the Italian midfielder. There has been no concrete kind of Credible evidence from the British press as of yet, but that is still to be determined. And maybe Arsenal's move for Lukonga, which we're going to talk about in a bit, uh, changes this. Um, but we'll have to think about that when we reach that. But the figures being touted around are around the €40 million Euro figure. Uh, and the news from Italy is that he would actually prefer a move to Juventus. Surprise, surprise. Uh, so that's one to keep your eye on. If it gets a little bit more credible, we'll try and get a tactical breakdown dedicated out on Locatelli as soon as possible. Interestingly, his Italian teammates uh, and Sassuolo teammate as well, Domenico Berardi, has been linked to the move to Arsenal. I don't particularly see too much credit in this. I think he had a very decent opening game against Turkey, and it's just one of those links that crops up during the international tournament. He's been at Sassuolo for a long time. He's been there since he was kind of a youngster. He was joint-owned between Sassuolo and Juve. Juve have never really made that kind of move permanent. They've all had the option to do that, but they've never really done it. I'm not sure if it was ever bought out and he's now solely owned by Sassuolo to decomplicate um, the situation. But he is someone who's an interesting figure. He's now no longer a youngster. He's certainly in his prime now, uh, left-footed right-hand side. We have kind of already got that in Nicola Pepe and Bakayo Saka as well. So I'm not sure he would be the right move of a player if Arsenal wanted to go for him. 
Last or rather penultimate story before we get on to the big one is on Ben White. Uh, information is that Arsenal are still certainly interested in Ben White and looking to possibly pursue a deal. They've stolen a march on the other competitors and there are other competitors. Clubs like Manchester United are interested uh, in Ben White for sure. No kind of formal talks or moves so far, but Arsenal are certainly interested in Ben White. But he is not the priority at the club and centre-back is not a position that is a priority and you should certainly look at the order of the way that Arsenal linked to players as complete coincidence the way in the order in the speed and the time of when we are linked to players does not give you any indication of when or what Arsenal's priority is we talked about this the other day just because we're linked with a move for a centre-back and it's a lot of money doesn't mean it's Arsenal's priority this window the same as our final story of the day, which is on Sambi Lokonga, the Andalect midfielder, um, 21-year-old, Belgian international, very, very highly rated. Arsenal have supposedly had a bid of around 15 million euros, including bonuses, rejected. Uh, I think it was plus bonuses uh, rejected by Andelect, they are looking for a figure in the region of 20 million euros to secure a deal, which in my mind, if you're 5 million euros apart and you've got a kid of this talent, just go and pay it. But the story comes from Christoph Tura and PJ Kolkun. Now, PJ Kolkun is the guy that we actually spoke to on the tactical breakdown we did two weeks ago. Um, so you can actually hear the guy that broke the story's thoughts on the move. Now, at that time, and what gives me more kind of feeling to think that this is very credible and this is a genuine interest is when we spoke to PJ Colcon two weeks ago after some reports by uh, the British press that Arsenal were interested in him, he turned around and said he had heard absolutely nothing at that point, that there was no formal bid, no formal talks, no connection made as of yet. And it was just kind of paper talk at that time. Now, two weeks down the line, Interest has been formalised and the Belgian press are reporting it, which gives me all the indication that this is very much a credible piece of information. And also Christophe Terrer and PJ Colcun are your basic go-to people for Belgian football news and transfer information. Uh, interestingly, I actually spoke to Christophe Terrer two weeks ago um, and he said that Sambu Lekonga had basically been offered around at this point. It had been offered to clubs and I know that Borussia Dortmund and AC Milan are interested in him. I've spoken to PJ this morning uh, and he tells me that basically whilst Arsenal's bid has been rejected, this is set to then initiate talks between the two clubs. Talks are going to go on. Arsenal are not going to go away from this. They are still very much interested in getting a deal done and opening talks with the club because there are a lot of clubs, as I said, Dortmund, Milan, Monaco are also interested in him too. There is a lot of interest in this guy. I'm, I'd be unsurprised if Leicester City suddenly popped up with their interest in central midfielders and the possibility of maybe losing someone like Ndidi this summer. So Arsenal, if they want their man, they need to get this done quickly. This show, this tactical breakdown show, is already out on the channel. It is the pinned video on the channel. is also a link to it in the description, and I'm going to leave a link to it at the top. It's probably already flashed up. So make sure you go and check it out. But it's a very interesting moment for Arsenal to be linked with Sambi Lokonga and hear about this deal possibly being done. Um, supposedly, David Ornstein has now tweeted it. Is that true? Let me just have a quick check on the old Twitterverse to check if he has indeed posted anything about Sambi Lokonga. Let's have a look. Uh, as things stand, uh, a 15 million offer for Anderlecht midfielder Lokonga. There you go. Right, it's already done. As things stand, Martin Erdegaard expected to stay. 
Uh, he was Arsenal's priority number 10, so they likely need to focus on someone else. That's the latest from Ornstein. But as reported by Christoph Torreira, um, Arsenal's bid for Lokonga is there, 15 million euros. Um, so interesting stuff. And I really, really, really hope Arsenal can get this done because it's a very interesting one and a very, very highly rated player. Um, it says the Athletic understands that Arsenal have now submitted a bid, um, but we now know that bid has been rejected thanks to the work of Christoph. So some fantastic news there from an Arsenal perspective. And that completes all of... Well, we did that in 11 minutes. Crazy. Which means we do move now on to the uh, Q&A section of the show. If you would like to throw a question, get your thoughts and feelings heard in the chat box, then please do do that and we can talk about it. Uh, let's go through your comments here. Shalito says, Lakonga, Basuma, an attacking mid and a two fullbacks is the real ideal window. Now, what interests me about playing with Lokonga and Bissouma is that you've got Thomas Partey there. Now, Lokonga plays kind of as the number eight, but he's he's an interesting player because his passing is great. He's forward-thinking. He's progressive. He knows what he's doing when he's on the ball. He's got a mature head on his shoulders for someone so young uh, in regards to how he plays, and I think that's probably why Arsenal like him so much. I think that you could play... All three should go and get. Should you get uh, Lakonga? I don't think it necessarily rules out a move for a, for a Basuma necessarily, especially if we do move on Granite Xhaka. I think a midfield three of Lakonga, Partey, and Basuma with Basuma playing kind of this number six role with Partey and Lakonga in front would be an unbelievably dynamic, uh, a very fluid and resilient and, dis- and disciplined role for those three midfielders to play. Doesn't mean then you then don't have your number 10, of course, unless you play kind of a 4-3-1-2, which I don't expect Arsenal to do. But that kind of midfield three is very interesting. Uh, Alistair says, what's the obsession for Basuma? Plenty of other players out there. We've talked about this a lot. I think their Arsenal fans are very, very much kind of blinkered towards Basuma. If Arsenal don't get him, that's fine by me. But I would like to see Arsenal get two midfielders this summer because Granite Jack is going. We've lost Danny Sabahis and we can't just bring one in. Joe Willock could look like he is going to go as well. It is really important that Arsenal cover all of those positions as much as feasibly possible. Uh, Richard says, Tom, I've heard that Xhaka deal has stalled due to the fee. Have you heard anything or is it because of the Euros? Uh, Yeah, no, it is to do with the fee, Rich. Um, Arsenal have had two bids now uh, they've rejected and uh, Roma aren't willing at the moment to match their 20 million euro price tag. And fair play to Arsenal. You've got to say, we've been so easy to kind of bully into deals in the past but it is it's not down to the euros it's down to the fact that arsenal are not budging on their valuation of granite xhaka fair play to them uh Akshat says do you see the possibility of us getting three central midfielders young backup to Partey like a lakonga xhaka replacement like neves and a different style of center mid like basuma or is that hoping a bit too much i mean hoping a bit too much is arguably two midfielders the way that arsenal have done their business in the past i think that arsenal should be going for two three is probably asking a bit and quite a bit too much. Uh, Matt G says, Tom, are a midfield two of Lokonga and Partey too progressive? No, I think both of them possess the abilities to be both disciplined and for one to go, one to stay, if they can form a relationship together and, and that partnership can be synergized. I think it's a real opportunity to play those two and have a more mobile midfield playing with one another. Uh, Wilson says, do you think Arsenal need more than the two midfielders? 
if you include attacking midfield in that option, then of course, two central midfielders and an attacking midfielder would be a brilliant window for Arsenal, depending on who those players are. If it's Lokonga and a Neves or a Lokonga and a Basuma or a Lokonga, Basuma, Neves, with a number, uh, number 10 type of player, that would be amazing. Absolutely brilliant if we could get that done. Uh, Arjit says, would Lokonga, Basuma and Partey be creative enough? Yes, because if you look at Partey's and Lokonga's passing, if you go and watch some of Lokonga's play, he knows how to play and feed a pass through the defensive lines, as does Partey. So there is plenty of creativity there. And there is in the wide areas. We forget sometimes that our wide areas are very creative. And we need to use and utilize that to the best of our ability. Um, Alan says, what do you think about Javi Martinez? He is free. I think he'll end up going to Athletic Club in the summer eventually, if he hasn't already. Uh, the Real Yanis says, if we sign a right centre-back, should we consider selling Saliba for a good offer? Depends on the offer, but I still lean towards very much no. I want to see Saliba playing next season. And Saliba plays and has done a lot of this season and last season before that on the left-hand sides uh, at the centre-back position. So just because we sign a right-sided centre-back does not mean it rules out. Uh, it does not mean that Saliba is then going to go or he's being replaced. It doesn't mean that whatsoever. Uh, Michael Otto says three midfielders, two centre mids, one attacking midfielder like DePaul uh, is what you would like to see. Wilson says, what are your thoughts on Sabitzer? He's a really good player, is, is the simple thoughts for that. And it'd be great if we could have it. Um, thank you ever so much, Graylin. Good. Thank you for tuning in. Much appreciated time. Good to have a new one in the channel as always. So Hill says, Tom, which player not linked to Arsenal has impressed you? At the Euros, um, ooh, not yet linked to Arsenal. Who have I been impressed with at the European Championships so far? We've barely had any games. Um, I was very impressed, as you would be, um, by Barella and Locatelli in the Italian midfield. I was impressed with how uh, Insigne played, even though typically he's, he's not the most consistent player in the world, Insigne, but he was very impressive. I'm trying to think of the other games we've now watched. Alexander Izak, but he has been linked to Arsenal. Um, in defence, uh, I mean, I can't remember the guy's name. The guy who was playing next to Lindelof was very good as well. There's been a few that you need to go and watch, but I'm going to be interested to see today's games as we did. Pedro Conchalves, if he gets some minutes for Portugal. Ruben Neves, of course, playing for them as well. Uh, Tolisso for France, I'm interested in seeing because Bayern could let him leave and Arsenal are interested in the central midfielder, so you never know. Alberto says, Tom, what did you think of Isaac last night? He did everything that I've come to expect from Isaac. He's technical on the ball. He's great at holding the play up. He's just quick. He's speedy. And uh, the uh, the bit of footwork in the box to set up Berg for that shot that he really should have put away is everything that Isaac is. And we've done a few shows on him now and, and certainly Arsenal, if they want a striker, should be looking at him. Uh, Philip says, what's uh, your backup left backs after Tierney being injured? I'm worried about going with a weak backup. I agree with you, Philip. My view is changing on the left back position. And maybe because of Tierney's consistent injury problems, we should be looking for a more long-term permanent option at left-back, someone that will compete with Kieran Tierney rather than just replace him. I don't think Arsenal will sign a left-back until they tie down Kieran Tierney to a new deal. We know that Kieran Tierney is in contract talks with Arsenal right now. And when that's finally tied up, maybe they will then push for a left-back. And because you never know, if Arsenal go out and sign like a really top-quality left-back, that would impact... Kieran Tierney's situation with the contract talks. So you need to think about that. Uh, question from, I've just missed the name. Here we go. Uh, Esteban says, do you think we'll get any transfers done before the Euros end? Well, I was asked this about <laughs> before the Euros start. And uh, 
we ended up not getting really anything done, not even any outs. I'd be surprised if no one's left by the end of the Euros. Um, whether anyone's come in, I mean, this news about Lekonga means that we could maybe get a deal done. Uh, he's not with the Belgian national side. He's on the call-up list. Uh, and they did lose Timothy Castagno, and I'm not sure who Belgium have called up. I, I predicted they might call up Fouquet from um, from Rennes, uh, but we'll see if they if they do. You have to say that name carefully, Jesus. Um, <laughs> Calvin Phillips and Spinat Zola have been impressive, Dave. Yes, 100%. Uh, Satya Brett says Marcus Danielson was playing next to Lindelof. There you go. I was very impressed with him. I thought he was very good. Um, Daniel Roberts says, should Kieran Tierney uh, be captain if he's going to be injured all the time? I want a captain who will play the 38 games a season, uh, which is a very good point. Uh, Fapello says, have you seen anything on Vanderson? Uh, the Gremio right back apparently is a great talent. We were linked to him. He's now signed a new deal to 2025. Very attacking fullback. And it's unsurprising to see us linked to him. But I've heard nothing in regards to formalising any kind of interest in him or a bid of any any sort. So I'm not sure if Arsenal are going to be going for him this summer. But, you know, things change very, very quickly. Abe says, what do you think uh, of John McGinn at Arsenal? Really impressed yesterday uh, and has a brilliant engine. Always liked him at Villa. I doubt Villa would sell him. He's already signed a new deal during the last season. So any price that McGinn would go for would be sizable. And I'm not sure it's the level of player um, that Arsenal need. I am impressed with his engine, but I'm not sure he's any better than the players that we've been linked to. I think Neves is better than him. I think Lukonga's got a lot more of a higher potential than him. So I don't think he necessarily improves us where we need to. Um, let's scroll down. Pedro says, oh, uh, so could be prizes away then. No, what do you mean prizes away then? I don't know what you mean. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, could be prized away. Is that what you mean? Maybe so. Who knows? Uh, Talisa Lukonga and Partey would be class, says Sheath King. Satya Brat says, Tom, what do you think about Genduzi bringing back the Arsenal banner and profile pictures to a Twitter profile, especially with the recent Marseille links? I think it's because his time at Hurt has come to an end. He's still an Arsenal player. And as soon as he leaves for Marseille, they will quickly be switched um it doesn't it doesn't change anything for me thank you all right much appreciate me uh mr c says mbabu would be good uh mbabu is a very interesting player i think that when you look at wolfsburg's kind of right hand side you've got rydal baku and mbabu when mbabu was injured that's when rydal baku took that place uh, and then when mbabu came back you started to see baku playing in front uh of mbabu it's really <laughs> Both names are very similar, aren't they? We've got Baku and Mbabu playing together on the right-hand side. But yeah, they're part of the reason that Wolfsburg, of course, got Champions League football last season under Glasner, uh, who then left for Frankfurt. And Josh Gilavogi was very happy, if you've read his uh, interview about uh, Glasner leaving, uh, leaving, leaving. So yeah, it's an interesting story. Baku, I think, would be my priority over um Mbabu for his youth, for his international pedigree, for the fact he's so good in an attacking position. He's versatile. He's played in midfield when he was at Mainz. I think there's lots of potential surrounding Rydal Baku uh, as a possible uh, option for Arsenal. Uh, Rich Cosford says, Tom, uh, everyone uh, keeps saying about Saliba missing out uh, with Ben White. Surely you would get rid of holding first. Uh, he did have interest last year. I don't know if necessarily Ben White signing means the end for Rob Holding. You never know because we've obviously got Chambers, we've got Mavropanos still here. I think it may mean the end for Mavropanos. David Luiz is gone. So you got to think we are a centre-back down with Saliba then coming in, filling that spot. If we bring in Ben White, you probably get rid of one, being Mavropanos maybe. 
You maybe get rid of someone else. But Saliba plays majority on the left-hand side. He can play right, but he's played a lot on the left. So his versatility does does change a lot. Let's scroll down. Um, what about Awa? <laughs> uh, I think there are better options, is the politest way I can put this. So there you go. Uh, Dave says, watching these quality Euro games reminds me of just how poor Arsenal are. Uh, Alberta says, any news on Willock leaving? Yep, go scroll back to the start of the video. We cover all of that. Uh, Gavin says, will Torreira stay uh, as we are clearing up the central midfielders? I very much doubt it. I think he's going to be going. Um, he's away with Uruguay at the Copa America right now, which is probably why you're not seeing too much movement on that one when the Copa America finishes or is prematurely finished, as it probably should have never gone ahead. Then uh, maybe we'll see some movement regarding Lucas Torreira. Um, Vinny Eagle says, Baku shouldn't be signed as he will always remind us of the Chamsky final. Vinny, let's look at this a different way. Let's look at it as taking a positive from the Baku final. We can turn a bad memory of a name into a really good young prospect that's a complete uh, enigma for Arsenal. Let's say that. Um, and a complete kind of mercurial figure. Let's say that. It's probably a better way of putting it. Um... Manuel Leclerc, Manu Clerk, just changed his name to Manuel Leclerc, says, uh, question, at the moment, our, our only certainty in midfield is Partey. Doesn't that concern you? It's scary to think we are losing four midfielders in our core. I mean, four midfielders obviously is a lot. We've lost Sabas. We're losing Jacker. El Nenny's only got a year left on his deal, but I probably expect him to sign a new contract. Uh, you've got Willock leaving, Maitland-Niles could leave, Torreira's going to go, Genduzi's going to go. That is a lot of change. Um, I am interested about the players that are coming through. You've got Catalan Kurjan, you've got Aziz coming through as well. There's plenty to be excited about in regards to the youth. But yes, you're 100% right. Arsenal do need to invest in this area and it is a little bit worrying. And that's why we certainly need two central midfielders this summer. Um, Awar <laughs> uh, is the Thiago Silva type, says Sai. I mean, what do you mean by Thiago Silva type? They're very, very different players. I don't know what you mean by that. Um, Abendrot says, uh, Hi, Tom, how many centre backs do we need knowing there isn't any European football next season? Uh, I know that people get a bit hung up on the fact that we don't have European football, so therefore you need a, a smaller squad. I still want us to see us push for the cup competitions. I think just because you haven't got European football, does not mean that you shouldn't push for those competitions and try and win a trophy at the same time. If anything, it's more of an excuse to go for those. So you do still need your quality players in depth. Um, oh God, is there a question about Philippe Coutinho? Yes, there is. Ian says, Coutinho for £17 million. Absolutely not. Why would I go and sign a player that's depreciated by what? What is it? Is it 88, £88 million from when he was bought? And we're going to buy him at 29 on a 200, pound plus per week contract. When have we learned? When do we ever learn <laughs> signing these types of players? His injury record is awful. He's barely played for Barca this season because of his injury problems. And when he has played, yes, he's looked a bit better, but nowhere near as good as he looked at Bayern Munich. It's just a solid no. There are Invest in the youth. Invest in some of the talents that are coming through. And if you are going to go for an older option, don't go for your 29-year-olds. Go for your 26, 27-year-olds that are going to go into their prime. Go and get go and get your DePauls. Go and get your players like that are going to really excite you. Coutinho is on the downward spiral. Coutinho is another Ozil, another Willian. I'll go as far as say that. 
You watch him go to Leicester and him be amazing. <laughs> Obviously, that's what's going to happen. But um, yeah, my instinct, again, as it was last season, tells me to avoid him uh, at all costs. All costs. Because um, we'd be saving 60 million, says <laughs> We wouldn't, though. I mean, if you think about it, let's do a quick uh, quick calculation. What are Coutinho's wages right now? Coutinho's wages at Barcelona. Uh, 8.58 million per season. Okay, so if you sign him up to a three-year contract, Jesus Christ, and why am I even doing this? 25 million euros, so around 20 million pounds, plus the 17 million pounds that it would cost to get him. That's a 37 million pound deal. No, thank you. No, no thank you. And a signing on fee. You haven't even thought about that. There could be a signing on fee as well. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do not want... Coutinho at this club. No chance. Trent O'Neill says, is it right Arsenal bid around 40 million for Locatelli? It's only Italian media reporting it, Trent, and they have a tetchy track record. It's probably the best way to put it. So I don't buy into that. Is there interest? I wouldn't be surprised if there's interest because Arsenal want a central midfielder. However, news of a bid, I'll wait for some more credible sources to come out and say that we have done that. So there you go. Um, Tulip says we have to close the Arsenal Retirement Association ASAP 100 <laughs> 100%. Rich says, Tom, I'm pretty sure he cost Barcelona 140 million. Yeah, so it was 105 with ridiculous add ons, basically. And I don't know how many of them add ons have been achieved. Also, the fact that he went on loan to Bayern for a couple of seasons, um, does uh, there was something to do with that? And also, they owe. I think if they go in, if he if he crosses a certain amount of appearances now for for Barcelona, they owe Liverpool like a ridiculous fifteen odd million fee. So they are trying to get rid of him before they reach that appearance quota. Um, but yeah, ridiculous, really. Uh, any further news on Onana? Interestingly, Saturday, Brad, that's gone very quiet. Supposedly, Arsenal have even yet to formalise kind of a bid for this guy. We know now the situation with his ban. That's been reduced to nine months, but there's been no talk of anything extra happening in the public domain. Whether anything's going on behind the scenes is obviously unknown. Arsenal are trying to keep as much of their transfer business this summer as quiet as feasibly possible. Um Adam says, Wenger was really good at spotting players, not making it at other teams. Maybe we should take a chance on players that have dipped a bit. Yeah, there's there's dipped a bit, and then there's Coutinho. It's very, very different. Um, I think there are opportunities to see players re-establish themselves and, and do stuff like that, but I don't think there's the time in Coutinho's career. It's just not a healthy signing whatsoever. Uh, Neil Jones says, have you noticed that the refs at the Euros are not blowing up for players going down screaming? These cheats are soon on their feet when they don't get the decision. Hope English refs are taking notice. Yes, Neil, I have noticed that, actually. And I was talking to someone about it the other day because there was a few times in the Scotland game where, to be fair, I thought, not that it was biased, but it did seem a little bit against the Scottish. Now, I'm not supporting Scotland at the tournament. In fact, I get the, I've get i got the Czech Republic in my sweepstake. Um, but I did feel that the Czechs got a lot of benefit of the doubt, run-of-the-mill decisions, you know what I mean? So... Whilst I agree that I think they're blowing up a lot less for um, like fouls and stuff, I did feel that Scotland were a little bit hard done by yesterday in the game. Uh, Matt Thornton says, thoughts on the use of VAR at the Euros? It's been used quickly. It has. I, what I don't like is we don't see it. That's what's annoying. Uh, Thapella says, any young Salzburg players we should be keeping an eye on? Adeyemi, yeah, very exciting young German forward. Adeyemi, Brendan Aronson is another one coming through. I've always talked about Nwepu, but he's 23 now. Um, they're going to be replacing their goalkeeper soon because Stankovic has gone to AEK Athens. 
But yeah, there's some interesting ones. Christensen looks like he's actually staying now. Romalio has left. He's gone to PSV, the Brazilian centre-back. So they should be getting in a new one of those. Um, they've signed a few uh, they signed a few players from, was it Kenya? They signed three players from Africa that were like 18. So it'd be interesting to see. Salzburg have a really good African scouting network. And that's why they've got players like Dhaka and Sadio Mane and players like that. Um, because they scout really well the African market. Um, so it's, it'll be interesting to see how Salzburg get on after losing Zoboslai. But they've done very well. They won the Cup and League once again, as you can expect them to. So there you go. Peter says, thoughts on Dumfries? Yeah, I talked about this yesterday. I genuinely am not hyped about Dumfries at all. I thought he was one of those performances where you watch that game, he misses like two or three huge chances, he scores right at the end um, and redeems himself a bit. Honestly, I saw nothing from that Dumfries performance that was any better than Callum Chambers has been for us at right back in those seven games he's played there. I thought Callum Chambers at the end of the season has been very good in a right back position for us. and I don't think Dumfries offered anything more. And so if you're going to go for a right back, I'm not saying that in general Dumfries isn't better. I'm just saying in those games that we saw Chambers, I've not seen anything more from Dumfries in comparison. And so therefore... I think if we're going to go for a right back, go for someone that's a genuine upgrade on what we've got. And I just don't think Dumfries is that player. Um, how far with the Adams bid? I saw a weird report about us activating his release score. Interesting activating his release scores. I don't know what that release clause is. You can imagine it's upwards of 25, 30 million pounds though. Um, so there you go. Uh, I think that's probably uh, where we are going to finish things off. Thank you ever so much, everyone that's tuned in. Do go and check out the dedicated tactical breakdown show we have on the channel about Sambi Lakonga. If you haven't watched it already, please make sure you do. Link is in the description for that. You get information from PJ Kalkun, who is the guy who broke the story along with Christoph Terrer this morning. He talks about it two weeks ago, at which point there wasn't any uh, formalized interest, but he still gives you all the information about the player, what he's like, how he is, what he thinks of a move to Arsenal. So there you go. Everything that you could want about him is in that show. I'll be back probably this afternoon. Uh, actually, no, definitely this afternoon because at 4pm it is Tuesday. So it is our Arsenal transfer podcast. And we're joined by three members who off the top of my head... Oh, I haven't checked the Discord server in a little bit. Uh, let me just double check who is joining us for the podcast. I know Pablo is one. Uh, Ojo and Ed uh, is the other. So there you go. Fantastic stuff. Ojo, Ed and uh, Pablo. Uh, I'm also... Should I announce it? Yeah. Tomorrow... Chris Wheatley's coming on, so uh, that should be good. I'm uh, going to have a chat with Chris, barring any late hitches So in the afternoon. Chris Wheatley of Football London is going to be coming on here for a chat, so make sure you uh, tune in tomorrow for that one. It's probably around 2 o'clock UK time, so that should be good. Uh, and then next next week, uh, Drew's going to be back next week as well and some other podcasts, so make sure you tune in for all of that. Loads of information to come. Um, absolute pleasure as always guys to have a chat with you and uh, I will see you a little bit later on this afternoon for the Arsenal Transfer Podcast see you later guys have a good one and as always up the Arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. 
Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.